Hey guys, it's Alicia with This Authentic Life. Just a reminder, you can check out the website at this-authentic-life.com or the YouTube channel, This Authentic Life, and you can just immerse yourself in this information. I'd love to see you there. If you go to YouTube, please like and subscribe so that I can keep going. And I, again, appreciate you listening. Thank you. Hi, friends. (laughs) I just hit publish on my article and now I've run out to my car to record the podcast. This is my life right now. One day I'll work one job. Anyway, today we're going to talk about how to use self-suggestion to fuel your weight loss. So the last article was all about desire. The second principle following our parody of Think and Grow Rich. One of the signs of genius is that you talk to yourself alone or in public. I'm a nerd for all things scientific and psychology, so these are the kinds of rabbit holes I love to explore. Luckily for you, I'll lay out what I found here. On every article I've read as I've searched the internet, they all agree that talking to yourself is a sign of genius. But is talking to yourself the same as self-suggestion? These kinds of things get categorized as too woo-woo or out there, and people gloss over it. Here at This Authentic Life, we're not afraid of the (laughs) woo-woo. I think the aversion is just because people don't really understand how to explain the concept. So it gets lost in translation, and they end up sounding crazy. They can express that their intuition knows that it's right, but because there isn't solid evidence, the brain gets skeptical and the full impact of the concept is eroded. That's what happens to me all the time anyway. (laughs) What you need to understand about self-suggestion is that having a brain is like having a smartphone. You download different apps that do different things, right? Self-suggestion is like that preloaded app you never knew how to use. It's there for everybody, but only those who are made aware of its use really get any value from it. Okay, so what is self-suggestion then? Self-suggestion is the method used in order to reinforce a behavior or habit that involves speaking to yourself in a specific way. It is only the tool used to get the result desired. It's intentionally using words or perspectives that point only toward achieving the goal. If the goal of self-suggestion is to reinforce a behavior or habit, it's more important then that we look at the goal itself. You're doing self-suggestion and you probably always have. You just didn't know you were doing it. People tell on themselves constantly through unconscious word choice. Listen to the words you're using. Principle three is all about using your words on purpose. Harness this amazing power for good instead of for evil like you've probably been using it without realizing it. So, principle three, self-suggestion. Don't badmouth yourself to yourself. Your brain is always working on solving problems, so make sure you only introduce problems in a way that gets you a positive solution, not a negative one. There's this concept I hear Over and over again in my professional accounting experience outside of this authentic life. Garbage in, garbage out. If the data we're putting into the accounting software is flawed, inaccurate, or biased, we will only get flawed, 
inaccurate, or biased reports out of it. I'm pretty sure this is not the first time someone has suggested that your brain is like a computer. I'm going to repeat it because even though it's cliched, the analogy is so perfect. Your computer brain can only process what you, the user, puts into it. If you put garbage in, you will get garbage out. If this is the first time someone has suggested that quote-unquote you are separate from quote-unquote your brain, I'm sorry if the thought is jarring, but now that you're jarred, let's try to make some progress. (laughs) You are not your brain. Your brain is this computer that is turned on and is just ready to go. You, the user, are in charge of directing that brain and using the information that it categorizes. If I'm struggling to lose weight, do I just start telling myself I'm already skinny? (laughs) I don't mean to laugh because I'm not here to make fun of anybody. That's not my purpose. This, this just, this thought makes me laugh though, because you hear it so often, right? Like talk to yourself in abundance language or you know there's scarcity in the world and if you think that there's scarcity you need to change your brain to abundance and uh, uh, stop wrecking this actual concept ah anyway that's what I'm trying to do okay calm down (sighs) triggered okay it makes me mad (laughs) crappy fake gurus out there are pushing this concept and it just All you have to do is reframe your brain and the success will roll in. And that is not at all what is happening here. It's such a cheap version of self-suggestion that they're pushing. Garbage in, garbage out, you guys. That's garbage. What self-suggestion has to do with your weight loss then? So all big goals, even extreme weight loss goals, begin with small habits. I had weight loss surgery, and that helps the process along by restricting how much food I can put into my body. But it still all comes back to me, my behaviors, and ultimately my goals. One of the ways to achieve my goals is through giving myself the support to do it. I can moan about how my external support system is letting me fail, or I can become my own support system and really put some gas in the tank. Ultimately now, there is no one I'd rather rely on than myself. Everyone else can either be supportive or sabotage. And if they're there for the support, it lifts me up and I accept it. If they are there for sabotage, unknowingly at times, I can just ignore it easily without feeling hurt by that person. This is an incredible tool in itself. We're always, remember, looking for that positive, spicy intent in people. Fine, if you're accidentally sabotaging me, I have positive, spicy intent that it's accidental, and I'm just going to pretend that's the case. (laughs) It's a strength. It's It's not a weakness. It is a strength, trust me. So how do I succeed at this principle? Ever heard of beginner's luck? The beginner can tap into this luck, maybe only because they don't know any better. It's a paradox. Once you know about it, you can't access it anymore. <laughs> but beginners don't understand the risk or the statistic of, the fi- of their failure. So they go for it and they win. If you're playing craps at a casino, 
The best time to win is when there is a brand new player who's never played before. Or maybe even a seasoned player who is just new to the table. They haven't been beaten down by the odds yet. They are full of excitement and promise. And their excitement is contagious. It's fun to be around someone who's having fun. All right, now I have to put a caveat in here. Because if you feel like you have an addiction to food or alcohol or dr- I mean anything, do not transfer a dick to craps just because I make it sound awesome. <laughs> I have to put that in there. If only for myself. I'm a recovering addict, a food addict. So that's not the point here. And, and throughout this whole authentic life, the blog, the podcast, the website, I mean, the YouTube, all of it is pointed toward getting out of addiction. So sometimes when I describe a feeling, I understand that that can trigger you into your addiction because you're trying to reach that feeling too. And it's this very scary knife's edge that we walk constantly. So pointed it out. Anyway, the point here is that it's fun to be around someone who thinks we're all going to win, even though the odds are against all of us. Who doesn't want to be a part of that group? A winning table brings everybody to the table and everybody's just having a great time. It is so hard to leave that until you're out of your chips and you're out of your money and you think, oh, I got to go take out more money and the gambling addiction sets it. But this is where we use this. Self-suggestion becomes a really important tool for your success. Don't let those who've been beaten down bring you down too. Always be the freshest person at the table and tell yourself you're doing well. Get excited. So how do you use self-suggestion, like tactically? These are all abstract concepts, right? But but like, how do I actually do this? It's going to sound weird, but guess what? You get to practice principle two, faith, here in principle three. You're so lucky. Have faith that this is how to do it. Start praising the ridiculously small stuff. Whenever I do anything, anything. I tell myself I did a good job. When I trip, I say, good job not falling. When I eat out, I say, good job fueling yourself today. This is even more important the more my mental health is in a spiral. When I catch myself missing this, I can quickly identify that I'm actually headed into a depression or addiction spiral. They are connected. Fortunately, I've had so many spirals that I know the signs. (laughs) See, I did it again. They might be different in you. I haven't been an intimate spectator in your mind, so I can't tell. But I'm going to use an educated guess here that I'm not alone. You have to broaden your net to find something authentic to praise. When I trip, I cannot say, well, at least you didn't fall. And it's so hard because that seems close enough, right? No, it is completely wrong. I cannot feel encouraged by pointing out my failure. I must ignore the failure altogether and focus only on the stupidly small thing I did right. This is such a subtle difference, but results in a lifetime of change. People will think you're an idiot for ignoring your failures, 
that's okay. We're not here for what other people think. We're here for what you think. Point your mind toward the goal. And then only praise yourself for the thing that got you closer to your goal. Ignore the things that took you farther away from your goal. If you start focusing on the things that keep you from your goal, this becomes your new goal. Focusing like this, this, let's say you're on a path walking forward in the forest and your path is to get through the forest. That's your goal. We're just going to get through the forest. If you have a tree that falls down in your path and you just stand there and stare at this tree and you say, oh my God, this tree is in the way. I'll never get through the forest. You're correct. Your goal has changed. You're no longer trying to get through the forest. You are trying to focus on the tree in the way of your forest or in the way of your path. Ignore the tree. Climb over the tree. The tree is not your goal. I don't care about your failures. Neither should you. I care about your wins, no matter how small they are. You wouldn't unpack in front of that tree and say, I guess I live here now. You would do what you had to do to climb over that tree. And we'd be going, yeah, climb the tree. Yeah. You have to say it out loud. There's a conversation happening in most people's brains. And I know we all walk around thinking we're an individual who doesn't experience life the same way people do. You're wrong. (laughs) We all experience life this way. The conversation is already happening. We're all already talking to ourselves. You're not alone and you're not crazy. But when we say it out loud, the words have to travel through our ears to reach our brains. Our ears are fantastic, tangible filters. Remember, we already decided that you are separate from your brain. So when, quote unquote, you talk to, quote unquote, your brain, do it out loud. That way your brain isn't trapped talking only to itself. You are therefore talking to your brain. And when you say something out loud that doesn't make sense, your brain is like, wait, what? If you didn't do this, the filter between brain and mouth isn't being used properly and your brain will just think it is so, so smart. Do you know people who think they are just so, so smart and you're like, dude, (laughs) stop. That's our brains. They need constant reminders that they don't know everything. All right. So the fourth step to do this is to praise others for their small achievements. This one becomes automatic as you authentically praise yourself. You're already talking out loud, so turn the small noticeable praise on other people. Especially if you're having a hard time doing this for yourself. The best thing then to do is to practice doing this on others. But it has to be real, and it has to be small. Obviously, they did a great job on their presentation, right? But, oh my gosh, I really like your shoes. They went really well with your outfit, and the whole thing made you look amazing. If you really liked their shoes and you really thought it brought their outfit together, the tiny shoe is what brought the whole outfit together and you're praising the tiny shoe. It makes a different statement than when you say, man, you look really nice. When you can pick out the tiniest detail and say, gosh, that belt just pops out the color in the shirt and you really thought about this and it can, I can tell because you look really great. That's a completely different compliment than saying, well, you look good today. That's why we have to praise others for their small achievements and ourselves. 
When you focus on doing this, you become a source of sunshine and you consequently bring sunshine to everything in your life. The rain has stopped and the growth can begin. Not just your growth, but the growth of everyone around you as well. Okay, now, heads up, people may react oddly to you at first. They don't understand the sunshine. All they've had is the rain. Let them adjust. It's going to take a little bit of time. They will adjust as long as you remain constant and don't flip-flop between these. All right, so let's revisit the concept of garbage in, garbage out. If the input into our brains is flawed or inaccurate or biased, we will only get flawed or inaccurate or biased conclusions out of it. Therefore, you have to surround yourself with thoughts, ideas, movies, or books, whatever media that gets you closer to your goal. If you're surrounding yourself with things that take you away from your goal or tell you you cannot achieve your goal, you are making it harder to achieve your goal. It's kind of obvious when I point it out that way, but it's not so obvious until somebody points it out that way. Why, 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 why must we make it harder to achieve our goals for ourselves? It's like we're hardwired for self-sabotage. Yes, we are. It's a survival mechanism. Fight it with self-suggestion. Surround yourself with I can media. You don't necessarily have to cut off your family and friends. (laughs) I think that's a pretty good indicator that you're in the funnel of somebody's trap. Completely removing any naysayers who can see what you can't see is dangerous. If someone says, cut off anyone who will tell you to stop following me. That's actually a really big red flag for me personally, and I hope you can see it as a trap too. We're reframing our minds and the way we talk to ourselves here, not isolating ourselves for predators. The difference can feel subtle, and fake gurus will capitalize on that to confuse you. Okay, so now that you're an armchair expert on self-suggestion, take a new look at those cheesy affirmations that you likely glossed over before. Self-affirmation isn't for me. That's just not who I am. Yes, it is. Knock off that garbage and let's reframe that sentence. (laughs) Self-affirmation is something I'm not used to doing. And I think the people who do it are different from me. Exactly. And that's the point. And guess what? They have something that you want. You just don't realize it yet because you've got some blinders on. You can have it too. And affirmations are a great way to get there. Do affirmations feel differently to you now that we're looking at them from this perspective? Maybe they still feel cheesy. That's okay. You're still learning their power. I don't blame you. But I'm not letting you give up on it without a fight either. I'm a dragon, just so you know. And my power comes from two affirmations I use frequently. I'll let you know what they are soon, but first we need to get some more detail on affirmations. Affirmations are phrases or mantras that we repeat over and over again. You probably use them without even realizing it because you're using a negative perspective instead of a positive one. I can't is the most repeated mantra. It might hide in different forms like, but here's my problem. Okay. At the risk of sounding like a jerk, I cannot allow myself to react to your problem when it is presented this way. If we both get sucked into why this is never going to work for you, it's never going to work for you. And then I'll be your biggest cheerleader in getting this never to work for you. It's not beneficial for me to let you convince me why. 
I don't want to cheer you on in that way. I care about what is working in your life. That's the only thing that's worth our focus. If you've met me in person and presented me with your problem in this way, I've likely said, hmm, and redirected the conversation. I'm working on how I do this better as part of my own development, because when I didn't realize why I was doing this as a younger adult, I got accused of not being a nice person. I am a nice person, but I'm not perceived as a nice person when I don't frame this correctly. So I have to apologize to anyone who's been harmed by me not understanding how I should wield this power that probably hurt you. And while I wasn't intentional, I don't aim to hurt anyone ever. So I apologize for that. What I have clumsily tried to explain in my past is that if you don't hit gold when mining and then focus on all the other areas of the mountain where you didn't find the gold, you drop every other claim and spend all of your time, energy, and intent on that gold vein. So I think I, I worded that wrong. If you, if you do hit gold, you don't focus on everywhere in the mountain where that gold isn't. That's when you drop every other thing in your life and just focus on this one gold vein. You'd mine the heck out of that gold vein and you'd think it was a waste of energy to look anywhere else on the mountain at that point. I'd happily be digging beside you, celebrating your good fortune. You found gold. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Let's keep going there where you found the gold. (laughs) Don't ask me to praise you for breaking open the trees and then label me as a pretentious ass when I point out that gold isn't found in trees, guys. The things that are going well for you right now are gold veins you've already hit. The things that make up your goals for a better life are the gold veins you know are there. The problems are everywhere else on the mountain where there isn't gold. Or even the sky. The more you blame the rain for making it hard to mine your gold vein, the more you need someone to say, stop blaming the rain for not getting your gold. It's going to rain. The rain will make it harder for you to get your gold. Stop focusing on the rain. Put on a raincoat, set up a canopy to shield yourself as you dig, but don't stop digging because it's raining. Did you forget how much you wanted the gold? Remind yourself how much you wanted that gold. And then repeat those words over and over and over again as you get soaked in the rainwater. This is your mantra. I want the gold. I want the gold. I want the gold. (laughs) Okay, so I promised them. Now I'm delivering on the promise. The mantra I've used for years to get me to a place where I feel successful is grit. The G stands for guts. The R is for resilience. I is for initiative. T is for tenacity. All of these are great things to focus on. Guts to do the thing. Resilience to do the thing again when you've already failed. Initiative to be creative to find new ways to do the thing. Tenacity is the one I'm working on personally still to overcome. Keeping to all the other stuff even though you failed over and over again. I remember to have grit when I'm working toward my goal. The second mantra I use actually came uh, in 2020 when I was listening to Bob Woodson 
as a guest on a radio show. He is an American civil rights leader, and I just ate up everything he had to say that day. And he's so right. So the mantra is, or the quote from him is, nothing is stronger than someone in recovery of their own condition. I love it. The person who is fighting to change their life is the strongest person in the room. Now, hopefully that changes for the better because they're also strong if they're trying to change their life negatively. They're living these steps either way and it makes them a force of nature. This mantra reminds me that I am stronger in my recovery than I am in my addiction. So let's wrap this up a little bit. Talk to yourself the way you'd cheerlead anyone on your team, either family, work, or school. Don't belittle your failures. Praise your wins. If you can't find a big win, get small. Good job waking up and getting to work. That may seem silly and trite to some people, but it's the tiniest things that keep us going every day. Don't forget principle one. We talked about desire. What is the why that is driving your pursuit of change? In the course of my life, as I go through my day, I often recycle my thoughts back through all of these logical steps. It's how my brain uh, digests the information easiest. It's how I learn. Everybody learns different though, so this might not be the way for you. But I tell myself, why am I doing this? Oh yeah, I want to be healthier. Why do I want to be healthier? Oh yeah, because I kind of feel like crap like now. Why do I feel like crap right now? Um, Because I chose to drink three beer margaritas on Mother's Day. And three days later, it's uh, still working its way out. How do I prevent feeling like that in the future? I should have fewer beer margaritas and more water. Don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. If I were in full-on weight loss mode, I'd not even have the beer margarita in the first place. I just have to say. But I'm not. I'm complacent, which is a horrible place to be, by the way. I know I'm complacent though because roller derby is starting up this Saturday and I'll be going back into athlete mode soon. So for my individual situation, I don't need to go hardcore on what I put in my mouth at this moment. If you're not hitting the gym with the intensity of a thousand suns, you probably need to be more cautious of what you put in your mouth. In liquid form or solid form, liquids are the sneaky beast. (laughs) Caffeine and alcohol will stall your weight loss. I don't care how many articles you bring to me that quote unquote prove otherwise. I know it. You want, you know it. If you want to lose the weight, get rid of those two stimulants for three months at least as it works its way out of your body. It's hard to do, but it's worth it. All right, guys. It's a lot. It's a lot to write down. It's a lot to digest. I know. You can do this. You can do this. I know it. You just start telling yourself now, you can do this too. Happy weight loss.